Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Tracy Eister. Hey, Tracy, I know that there are times in our lives when we are afraid. Yes. (laughs) You think that's why the Bible is filled with fear not, fear not, fear not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be afraid. That's right. Exactly. Well, you know, what we're going to talk about today, uh, I've been asking gals, you know, what do you want us to really address on the show? And one of them was the fears. And there Mm. are top 10 fears of women so we're going to go down each one, and we're going to just kind of address it. We're going to try to attack it, and we're going to try to let God wrap that fear up and throw it out the window because, girlfriend, you do not need to be afraid. Amen. I like that. Wrap it up and throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dig right in. And Tracy, I know that uh, that number 10 fear of women is being judged unfairly. Wow. So how do you feel about that? I, I feel like that's probably some place as women that we live in a lot. Mm-hmm. And I definitely know that that's something that God has worked on in me continuously. I'm, I'm one of those people that is referred to as a people pleaser. Oh. Ah, which really mm-hmm. is an amazing trap because as a people pleaser, I spend my days trying to make sure that what I do makes other people happy constantly and I I can have a tendency, you know, to make decisions based on well what does this person expect of me and what does this person expect of, expect of me and so constantly let's face it we're not going to please everyone so you will constantly not be pleasing someone so it mm-hmm. makes sense then that you are constantly concerned about being judged by other people and you know that that it wraps right around. There's a great proverb that says, "Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but mm. whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe." And that's Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. And you know what a great word picture for us to realize that if we fear man and are constantly concerned about what our brothers and sisters think of us, um, we really are in a snare. And a snare mm-hmm. keeps you from what being free. And yes. living a life full and full of joy and expectancy and, you know, looking for um, good things in your day. Instead, you're trapped in this snare. And just think of the frustration. You know, if you were in the woods and you were trapped in a snare, how much frustration and aggravation. And I think that's why it, it can put us on edge when we think in that way. And if there's anything, one, I'm, I am blessed beyond measure with a husband that understands that this is something that I've been ensnared in for many years. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times I have heard from him, fear God, not man. Oh, you, know, you got to say that one again, girlfriend, yes. because we all need to hear that. <laughs> My husband, without fail, fear God, not man. And when I feel myself in that snare, when there's that frustration and that expectation and worrying about how I'm being judged by other people, I hear my husband's voice, and now I say it out loud, and I say it to other people, fear God, not man. If I'm Mm -hmm. doing 
what God's asking me to do in any given situation, it certainly helps me not be quite so concerned about whether or not I'm being judged unfairly, because if I'm doing what God wants and and at least having a loving attitude towards other, you know, you'll never please everyone. So let's just work on pleasing God. What do you think, Luann? I love that. (laughs) And, you know, on the flip side of that, I think that we as women need to be aware that we put unfair expectations on one another. Yes. And so when, when Tracy, you want so desperately to please me here in this cafe right now, you want <laughs> to do what what is best for Encouragement Cafe, but I have to be aware that just by asking you to do some things that are, are maybe stretching you beyond your means at times, I need to be aware that, wait a minute, I don't want us to have any friction between us. So I'm going to ask God to put in your mind what he wants you to do. Right. And as girlfriends, we need to be aware of what how we do that to one another. Yes. So, you know, uh, judging unfairly is is sometimes our responsibility to go, wait a minute, I don't want to put her in that position. Right. I heard a phrase many years ago, And it's one that I cling to, and again, I share with other women, and it's give charitable judgment. Do Mm. not, yeah, do not think the worst of others, or do not question motives, or do not, but literally, if when something goes wrong in a relationship, and, and whether this is something that involves your children, something that involves your spouse, friendships, volunteerism, whatever, if we can be mindful to give charitable judgment to those around us, realizing, you know, that everyone is doing the best that they can, that everyone has many different areas in which they serve and in which they have responsibilities. And if someone is not meeting up to your expectation and you do have that, hmm, that, you know, maybe bent towards judging Recognize. Let me just give her charitable judgment. I don't know what's going on in her life today. Maybe we were supposed to meet at 10 o'clock and she's still not here. You know, I don't know what's going on in her life. And use that little moment to pray for her. Use that little moment to send out some encouraging texts to other people. But, you know, if we can just keep our eyes focused, we got enough to worry about in ourselves. So let's just give charitable judgment. Yeah, let's give charitable judgment to each other. Okay, so let's just wipe that one away, girlfriends. Let's just say from this point on, we are not going to fear being judged unfairly. Amen. I like that. What what did you say in the beginning? We're going to wad it up and toss it out the window. (laughs) One down. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, I'm sitting here with my good friend, Tracy Eister. And Tracy, I I just love spending time with you talking about things that are on the hearts of the girlfriends. And one of the things that women keep bringing up is, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Mm. And so we're looking at top 10 fears of women. And we just talked about being judged unfairly as being number 10. You know what number nine is? It's being afraid of critters. (laughs) Oh, this is great. It's just practical (laughs) things that go bump in the night and creepy crawlies is that what you're telling me exactly so are you afraid of snakes rats roaches what are you afraid of and i i remember uh when i started having kids i knew i had to be the adult so there i could not be afraid of those things i needed to kind of take 
take a firm stand and go, you know what? You're bigger than that. <laughs> and here's something. Here is a, a scary story. My niece has uh, six children, and they came to visit, and we, we were out on the lake with them in the, in the paddle boat. And three of her girls were on the boat with us, and there was a spider crawling uh, on the boat. And one of the girls jumped up, started screaming, and I was worried she was going to not only tip out of the boat, but tip the entire boat over. Right. And I had to get firm with her. I reached over, smacked the spider, killed it with my hand, and then I got back to the shore, and I said, girls, why are you so afraid? They said, because dad is. Dad's afraid of spiders. I went in and I said, Doug, I want you to know what just happened out mm. there because they were watching you be afraid of this little tiny spider and now it's instilled in your daughters. So you better get over it right now. I made him go around and start stepping on spiders and showing his daughters because, you know, it's those little things that we don't realize Sometimes we instill those crazy little fears mm. in the next generation. I think that's definitely true, and especially with our boys. Mm. And let's face it, God made our young men very different than he made us. And yes. if we have a propensity to show being fearful in various areas, including critters, then our boys mm -hmm. will be fearful in those areas. But they're made to be conquerors, so we need to help yeah. them, you know, help them puff their chests up and not be afraid. And I know that with my son, you'll you'll appreciate this probably. He was <laughs> pr about ten, and he asked me if he and his buddies could go on a snake hunt. <laughs> and I remember thinking. That sounds like the worst idea on the planet. But I, <laughs> you know, I was also wise enough to hear that still small voice say, but he is a guy. So yeah. literally, uh, give me just a minute, Wesley. And then I go inside and I called my husband and I'm like, hubby, Wesley and the boys want to go on a snake hunt. That sounds like a really bad idea. What do you think? Oh, they'll be fine. Just make sure they have the machetes. Yes, he said that. <laughs> Make sure they have the machetes. Make sure they throw rocks to scare them out first so they find the snake before the snake mm -hmm. finds them. And, you know, my mom brain went right to all the what ifs and this uh -huh. could happen and that could happen. But I trusted my man and I know mm -hmm. that I want a son that is a conqueror and fearless and courageous. And I did make a phone call to the other moms. And they didn't quite get it either. Told them I had talked to my husband and we all kind of agreed. Okay. And I went out there and I said, okay, I talked to dad. Dad said, make sure you throw, you know, I gave them all the little instructions. And I said, and just stay on the back of the property. So I know where you are. And if anything happens, one of you run and tell me. And literally I gave them permission to go on a snake hunt. How that, awesome are, I, I am impressed, Tracy. <laughs> I think that is so cool. I know, you know, you may feel like as a mama, you've just got to always put on the mama hat. But I think you did the right thing mm. because our guys need to learn that. And you know what? Girls need to learn that, too, because they may not always have the guy around. Right. They need to know how to how to overcome their fears. OK, another big fear is rejection. We're mm. afraid to be rejected. I can see that. I can relate to that. 
I, I you kind of <laughs> left me speechless for a second, but re- rejection. Okay, we'll try. Yeah, rejection. I mean, many of us are just afraid that we're going to be rejected. And honestly, Tracy, I've been there. I've done that. We moved every year when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I was always afraid of being rejected. But you know what? God says, that I am with you. And I will watch over you wherever you go. So we don't have to worry or feel like we need to be included with the crowd all the time. We know who has our back, who is with us constantly. I used to tell my kids, you know, you're going to be rejected for something. So you may as well be rejected for being a Jesus freak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're talking today about fear. And sometimes it really grips us and maybe can even debilitate us. We just cannot even move. We get paralyzed. And some of the fears that women face are dependency on others. When we need that security and we feel like we've got to have a man or we've got to have this or we've got to have that because we are dependent on our kids being around I mean, we can be so afraid of being alone, and that's the other fear, loneliness. So, Tracy, how do we combat that? It's interesting that this is one of the fears because I had a friend once that I had to have a pretty pointed conversation with because the, I guess, intensity that she was looking for out of our friendship was more than I was able to give just based Mm -hmm. on the season of life that I was in and the way that I was serving my family and serving my community. And, And I remember having to have a talk with her and she was younger than me and not in a judgmental way, at least I hope and pray it was not, you know, iron sharpening iron and a sister in Christ talking to a sister in Christ. You know, I just had to let her know that that the level of, um, friendship and relationship and and a constant togetherness that she was requiring was more than I could give. And I also let her know, you know, that type of dependency needs to be on Father God, needs to be Mm -hmm. on your relationship with Christ. Because if your go-to is a girlfriend, or if your go-to even is your husband, if the first thing you want to do is run and grab the phone and ask someone or talk to someone... I think that should almost be a red flag in our souls that Mm -hmm. no, the first place we need to go to is Father God. We need to Mm -hmm. pray. We need to search his heart. We need to allow him to be our refuge and our comfort and who calms us. And then, of course, if you need to process and you need encouragement or you need um, accountability, then yes, you may need to go to someone else as a friend. But what I would encourage you to do is make sure that you go to Father God first and realize mm-hmm. that that is who you're dependent on. And mm-hmm. then I'll call Luann and say, Luann, I just need you to keep me accountable to this. <laughs> yes, yes. I th- that's great advice. And, and you know, the lonelies will hit you uh, sometimes in the middle of the night. And what better place? God is always there. He's always available. And you don't have to worry that you're going to wake him up at three in the morning. He's already awake. He's ready for that call. So uh, rejection, dependency on others, loneliness, you can put that to the side. But Tracy, sometimes we worry about the unknown and we have fears. I mean, it's it's fear number five, fear number four and fear number three, uh, the unknowns, the what ifs. 
and, and old age, am I going to am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to have Alzheimer's uh, and failure? That's number three. So let's kind of attack those a little bit and know that God is in control of the unknown. Right. I have two people in my life that are very dear to me that suffer from Alzheimer's. Once is no, mm-hmm. One is no longer with us. It was my grandmother. And then there's another woman that's uh, dear to me who's suffering from Alzheimer's and, you know, is as relentless and disparaging and awful as Alzheimer's is. It really has been almost a, a gift to me to watch these women walk through this. Because mm-hmm. as they have aged and as Alzheimer's has become part of their life, their perspective is um, very positive. So even though it's a disease that ravages you, it, it makes your perspective more positive because you stop having fear and worries, mm-hmm. at least in their mm-hmm. case. And another concept that older and wiser people have talked to me about is just being able to accept change. To embrace mm-hmm. each life stage as a new way to experience God and be more dependent on Him. And so instead of fearing the unknown and the what-ifs and worrying about age and senility, recognizing that it is a fact of life that on this earth we are going to age and things are going to change, and it is a new way to understand God's love and your ability to be dependent on Him. So instead Mm. of following the pattern of this world and wanting Mm -hmm. to fight it and, oh, I don't want to age, I don't want, just realize, you know what, it's going to happen, so help me, God, to grow old gracefully. Help me when I start to forget things to be able to laugh about it. it. Yeah, exactly. It's a choice. Everything, Everything in life is temporary. Everything in life is temporary. So if we can just get that in our head and go, you know what, I may be in the valley today. I may be feeling like a failure today. I may be worrying today, but you know what? God is on the other side of this, Mm. and I know that I'm only going to feel that temporarily if I choose to. Right. And knowing, too, that how you react to anything in life, you know, the good and the bad, is a reflection of who He is in your life. And if you are able to take some of these unknowns or aging or failures and know God is in control, He is on His throne, and I am reflecting Him, so I'm going to do this with as much grace and love as possible. We're talking today with Tracy Eister, and we're just sitting here discussing fear. Because you know what? There's a reason that God tells us throughout the Bible, fear not. Do not be afraid. I mean, angels coming down telling you there there are so many opportunities in the Bible to go. You know what? We do not need to fear anything. And yet, Tracy, we've talked about some big time fears uh, being judged, critter fears, rejection, dependency on others, loneliness, uh, the fear of the unknown, old age, failure. But the top two, the top two fears for women is illness, terminal illness, and number one is the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. like your parents, your children, your spouse. Now, I lost my brother when he was 31 to leukemia, and I thought our family would never be rocked any harder in, in, in our lives because he had a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
And there's just nothing that rips you to the core than losing someone that's so young and so vibrant and so loving life. And then you see uh, leukemia just take over his body. And Mm -hmm. so I understand that fear because then all of a sudden the doctor said, well, now that your brother has gotten leukemia, there's a chance one in 500 that all of the siblings could possibly get it. And so all of a sudden you're saying, wait a minute, that that could be me. And you have to, at some point, just let God relax that and go, you know what? Here was what my brother did. He, he took his kids on a vacation five months before he passed away. He said, I want to take them somewhere they'll never forget. Mm. So he took them to Disney World. They stayed on the grounds. And my 12-year-old niece at the time said, Dad, took my hand. We stood on the monorail. And he said, hey, baby, you want to be the first one in the gate? She said, yeah. He said, here's what we're going to do. When the doors open, you take my hand and let's just take off running. She said, okay, Dad. So she said, when the doors open, he grabbed my hand, and we ran, and we ran, and we ran, and we ran. And he turned around and looked behind us. Mom and John were like 100 feet behind us. Everybody else was behind them. And he looked at me and said, baby, this is what life is all about. You decide. You decide if you want to take the master's hand and run. Tracy, that's how we get over fear. I mean, my, my brother is now with my dad and my mom, and I am looking forward to the day, you know, so we don't need to be afraid. We need to be excited that we have the hope that only comes from Jesus Christ that says, you're going to see your brother again, and you're going to see your mom again, and you're going to see your dad again, and you are going to leave the racked sick bodies behind and you're going to see that new life that God has created and he has gone to prepare a place for you and you don't have to be afraid. Wow. Very well. And um, God bless you for sharing such an intimate part of your life with us because what you have just modeled is exactly why we don't need to fear the unknown Mm. and loss because you and others that I have known that have lost people that they love so dearly, their, their heart is full of sadness and loss, which we've just heard that in your voice. And I see mm-hmm. it in your eyes. But yet there's a hope there too. And yeah. there's a knowing and there's an assurance. And for me, as someone who has not lost someone very close to me that is very young, You are what makes me know I don't need to be afraid. Because when Mm. I see that in you, it helps me to know that God will give me the grace, the understanding, the hope, the, the, the knowledge of eternity versus our brief time here on earth. Because though I right now think I don't know if I could survive such a loss, I see you. I see other brothers and sisters in Christ who very much know, like you know, and like you've just shared, that there is no reason to fear because God Mm. will give us what we need to get through it. And we do have the hope of seeing that loved one again. So what a beautiful picture you have just given us 
of not needing to have those last top two fears if we're secure in who we are in Christ. Well, you know, John 14, 27 sums it up for us. Peace Mm -hmm. I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Girlfriend, I don't know what your fear is, but we all have them and we all struggle with them. But I do know this. I know that we can put our entire trust in the one who holds this world together and holds us in the palm of his hand. He has promised it. We can believe that. Amen, Tracy. Amen. And to God be the glory. Girlfriend, we love you. And we're so glad that you came around the table today. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.